Hey everybody, just wanted to ask you a quick favor before we get started. If you could please go into whatever podcasting app they're using and rate and subscribe to us, that would be really helpful, as well as subscribing to us on the YouTube channel if you're watching us there. Uh, Doing those uh, small acts could very well be the thing that helps someone find the podcast that you've been enjoying over the last several weeks. Um, So I would really appreciate it if you took the time to do that. We're still trying to grow the podcast and kind of get the, the name out there. So uh, thank you for doing that, and I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. A horrible car crash brings our guest to the other side and face-to-face with Jesus himself on this week's Spirit Answers podcast. Well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, of course. So before you share your incredible near-death experience with us, um, I I thought it would be helpful if you could provide kind of what your spiritual beliefs were before you had this experience. Yeah, of course. My spiritual beliefs before this experience um, was that um, I didn't know what to believe as far as like, you know, the creator of the earth or anything. I just thought that, oh, you know, the... um, you know, I didn't really know what to believe. Um, I, I thought that maybe there's just a higher power out there somewhere. I didn't know what it was or who it was. And so I just had these ideas and like, I'm thinking, okay, well, if I just be nice and be kind and be helpful to others, then I think that I'll be in the clear. Sure. So it's, it sounds pretty similar then to kind of, you. did you consider yourself more spiritual, but not religious? Yeah. Yeah. You could. Okay. Def- yeah, yeah. So, but then uh, it it sounds like then this this experience really really changed that for you. It definitely did. Yeah, it put a lot of things in per in perspective. So, uh, what I know that before we get to the experience, there's uh, a bit of a story leading up to it, and I and I and I really think that that's fascinating. So, kind of if you could go ahead and get us started on on the events leading up to the near, the near death experience itself. Yes, definitely. And I'll try to be short about it, um, if possible. Um, it is just a, a little complicated. But the first uh, the first thing was that I was um, I was at a jam, a music jam, singer songwriter jam. And I um, I was going to meet a friend there and she had called and said, hey, I can't make it. Storms are coming. And I said, OK, well, I'm going to just, you know, be hanging out here. I'm going to have my usual, uh, which was one drink. And I always got a Long Island iced tea. And um, while I was sitting there, I was looking around for like familiar faces and I didn't see any that night. So um, what I did, I just sat alone and just was on my phone and was drinking my drink. Um, I got uh, maybe a fourth of the way down my drink. And um, about 10, 15 minutes later, I was blacking in and out and did not know what was happening. Um, I went into the bathroom, splashed water on a full face of makeup. I, um, I call, I made some phone calls, no one answered. And so I was like, well, I I'm scared. I don't know what this is, what's happening. I just, I, what I need is to just go home. And so I got my keys and I tried to drive home and, um, I blacked out while driving. Um, I, had rolled down a, a, a big hill, high speed rollover. It was just right off the uh, expressway, getting on the highway. 
and um, uh, my car had landed upside down and had high centered this uh, this steep ditch um, that was catching all this water that was raining down. Uh, wow. Had flash flooding. We had tornadic weather here in Oklahoma. And so, I mean, this weather is very fierce, very windy, very, I mean, it was just pouring down um, like crazy, uh, flash flooding everywhere. And um, uh, I thought that I was going to die trying to get out of my car uh, because my seatbelt, I was um, upside down, buckled in my seatbelt, and I was trying to get myself unbuckled, um, but it, I just couldn't. I mean, it was, it was tough. And so I thought I was just going to die there. But luckily I got out and um, when I did get out of my car, I uh, plunged into this uh, uh, running water that was at the bottom of this ditch. And um, the water was up to my elbows and uh, was rushing really fast and it was pulling me, the current was pulling me into this big manhole. And I was terrifying, terrifying. Um, with every strike of lightning, I, I was, you know, it was just getting closer and closer to me. And um, uh, the only thing that I do not remember from this experience that happened this night was how, I, how in the world I got out of this, this large, um, this large embankment. So I, um, I then I blacked out again and then I, uh, I woke up on the grass right beside the, the ditch. And so, uh, it was, it was still raining. It rained the whole night. Um, I did not know the ex extent of my injuries. I had a, um, uh, just a running through just a little bit of that, of my injuries. My left hand had broke over my left eye uh, when the airbag deployed. Um, my, uh, my L1 in my back, um, it wasn't just a fracture or anything. It wasn't just like a break. It was a twist and burst of my vertebrae. Wow. And, um, I had a 70% compression to my spinal cord, which if, if anyone knows about spinal cord injuries, like they can leave you paralyzed, you know, in an instant. And, um, uh, luckily I'm not paralyzed from my waist down, which I, um, which is a miracle in itself also. Yeah. My right ankle was actually broke and it was just kind of hanging uh, from my body, um, at that time and my internal bleeding and everything else, the doctors said that should have killed me within an hour, but this ordeal, um, so, uh, going back to, to the ditch and stuff here, I am sitting there and I'm looking around and I yelled out a couple of times, help. And I, I just, you know, no one was there. I couldn't see anybody. They couldn't see me. I was at the bottom of this huge hill. And, and so I looked up and all I saw was, was grass and sky. And I said, you know, I just told myself if I want to be found, I got to crawl this hill. I gotta, I gotta do it. And so what I did was I crawled about an inch at a time. I tightened my tummy up as much as I could. And I just, I crawled super, super slow. And that took me um, over seven hours in the rain to reach to reach the the uh, side of the road. That is absolutely crazy. That is crazy. How, I I I don't understand. Like, what? How did you how did you persevere through that? Ah, uh, well, so um, I I relied on my own, you know, um, almost all the way there. But 
that's a good question. Thanks for asking. Um, is when I got to the top or when I was almost there, I stopped and um, I, uh, I got on my back, you know, I, I had to rest. I mean, I was just so tired. I didn't think that I was going to make it. I was thinking, okay, this is it. <laughs> and so I was laying there. Um, I got on my back and I was just looking up at the sky and um, I talked to God for the first time. And I, I, you know, I said, God, you know, it's me. I'm, I've been, you know, really suffering for, I don't know how long now. And I said, you know, I really, really want to live. I really want to make it, you know, I've got family, I've got friends that, and, and, and people that I want to live for. And, um, I said, please help me make this, help me make it out somehow. And, um, and it was then that my life had flashed before my eyes, you know, and everything that I ever said, anything that I'd ever done, um, my whole life, just a whole life review flashed in front of my eyes. And I was, um, afterwards I was thinking, gosh, my life, you know, I can do better. You know, God, I said, God, I could do better. And I said, and it was then I said, please forgive me. For, wow. You know, I just cried. I mean, it was just this sobbing cry. You know, I said, you know, please forgive me. I want to live. I want to make it somehow. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but God, you know, just help me, help me make it through to them because I really wanted to live. And, um, and I heard this voice in my head and it said, if, if you, if you keep trying, um, to save your life, then let that be. And, uh, so the sun was coming up because it was a long ordeal. The sun was coming up mm -hmm. and, um, it was still raining. And so I got up again and I made the last crawl. I thought I was going to just, you know, die on the way there. But um, somehow I made it to the road and I made it to the road and I put my hand out as much as I could. And at that time I could not speak. I mean, I had, I had um, suffered for so long that I, I did not even have the strength to, you know, talk one sentence, you know? And so I, um, I just held out my hand and in my head, I'm thinking, help me, help me, help me. Um, in that ordeal though, um, many cars passed me by and a lot of them splashed water up on my face. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, some of me was thinking like, you know, this is the world I'm choosing to live in, you know, where like people yeah. ask people by like this, like I really, really, really need help. And, um, so I, in between 40 to 50 cars passed me by before somebody had turned around for me. And, and it was pretty clear to you that they, they noticed you, or at least some people noticed you. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. So, um, but this guy named Jimmy deal pulled over for me. Um, he mm -hmm. actually passed me and then, uh, went back around to, to call an ambulance for me. He got out of his car. He ran towards me. Um, and, um, he was asking me questions and he said, did somebody do this to you? And, and I said, no, you know, I just, no, mm -hmm. I had a whisper. It was like a no, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, and he was like, he was like, well, where did you come from? 
And I said, there. And he said, where? You know, because he couldn't see my car. He thought I had been through a domestic abuse case. Um, but uh, anyway, he, he called the ambulance. The ambulance came about um, 10 minutes later. And um, at the hospital, I waited another six hours before I went into surgeries, which that was that was a trying time. Also, I was still hanging on by a thread in the hospital. And um, I was actually, um, while I was laying there waiting to go into surgery, I was telling my family goodbye. Wow. I'm as they were as they were coming in. My parents were out of state. My mom had come in from Louisiana. And when she got there, I had not, um, uh, I had not been in surgeries yet, but, um, luckily she was there and, um, this, this next chapter that I'm going to tell you about, about the NDE, um, she, she really did save my life from, from all this. Wow. What, what an incredible experience right there. Like, I, th I think that that by itself is, is absolutely fascinating. And it just shows, how, you know, your, your resilience to, to, to push through something like that. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Um, and I, I want, I wanted to even, I wanted to go back to when you said that, uh, you had called out to God and, uh, you, you said that that was, that was the first time you had ever called out to God. Had, had you ever, like you said, you mentioned before that you, you had some spiritual beliefs. Had, had you ever called out to any, any kind of a higher power before that? I had, you know, and I had, and, um, uh, but, and I, I actually did to God a couple of times, but not in that sense. Right. Well, I was just like, you know, the past times were like, you know, why, you know, why am I going through this? Why would you put me through this if you're out there? <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. It, it was then, you know, it, it was then that I was drawing near to my life and that I had had a life review like that, that, um, that, that kind of just confirmed to me in my head that he was real. And I, I did talk to him and tell him that I was very sorry for, for what I had done in my lifetime, not believed in him. Had at this point, were you were you kind of thinking in your in your mind as you were speaking in your mind that you were addressing the 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 Christian God? Yes. So had had you had some familiarity with God before before you switched over to a, a spiritual belief system, or before you had your spiritual beliefs? No, no, really. No, wow. I, I had been. Uh, to church just a few times when I was a little girl. Um, I did not grow up in a family that uh, was was Christian or believed in in a God or a, in God. Um, so I, I didn't really have any background at all. I knew kind of what Jesus looked like, you know, from mm -hmm. pictures here and there. But I had I did not know anything about Christianity, uh, being a Christian or who Jesus was at that time. And that makes it even more incredible because after that, you start talking about how you, you, you wanted God to forgive you, right? Yeah. That's that. And what, what was that before then? The, the, was that before the life review or was that after the life review? That was right after the life review. It, what take it, take, take us through if you could, what, what was that experience like the, the life review? Well, the, the life review was, um, people, um, people's faces like my family and my friends, um, had flashed before my eyes and anything I'd ever said or had made them feel or had done to them, like, um, had flashed before my eyes also while their face was black, you know, in, in front of me. 
and so um, it, it was a uh, um, it was a quick experience, but I would also say it was a longer experience also because um, because there were a lot of people and I have a lot of family. I have a lot of friends. Mm. They just um, it just all flashed before my eyes. Wow. And, and when you say that they, they flashed before your eyes, what was there like a kind of a, a thought that came with with the different people's images flashing before your eyes was it like experience experiences that you had had with them or or like what your relationship was like with them right what, what was that like it was really all of it you know like mm -hmm. the whole period of my life like what i said done anything it was um when they um when when their face was before me um the the memories of everything that uh, we had done and been through stuff like that the good and the bad had all flashed before my eyes um, and i had felt that in my heart uh, with every person wow and i think it's also it's worth even pointing out too that it wasn't it wasn't um your accomplishments or the the successes that you had had like professionally or maybe like academically uh that flashed right. before your eyes it was it was relationships right. that you had Yes, it was relationships that I had. Definitely. It wasn't any kind of uh, success or anything like that. I mean, it, like I said, it was the good and the bad, of course, but mm -hmm. the, uh, the, oh gosh, I'm trying to find words for that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not coming. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, but it nonetheless, still, uh, just it sounds like a, a incredibly powerful experience and it seems like even that in itself may have kind of just kind of set the stage for the for the spiritual change that that you were about to go through yes. um but it sounds like there was still more to it in 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 the near death experience itself definitely yes like this is just the backstory and i know it takes a long time to to let you know about this and kind of fill in in the details, but I think it's important because of this experience that that we're talking about that I had at the end of this crawl that that really set the foundation for this NDE to happen. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. I, I appreciate you sharing it with us. Um, so, so what happens next then, as, as you're sitting, as you're in the hospital and you and you and you think you're about to die? Okay, well, um, I was. I was laying there and um, I, I had my eyes closed. I was trying to save as much energy as possible. Um, I could not talk to my family, but they were talking to me and, you know, some were crying and stuff and some were like, you know, we love you, Allie and things like that. And in my head, I was telling them that I love them too. And that, um, uh, gosh, um, I was really just, uh, telling them goodbye in my head, you know, mm -hmm. it's really hard to rem remember these kind of things, but, um, I'm sure. there and, uh, and I was hearing my family's voice. It was so good to hear them, you know, and feel their presence in the room and just to tell them goodbye in my head. And because I, I, you know, do you, when you, when you're close like this, you do want to tell people bye. you, you want to see them and be around them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as this was happening, um, was it just kind of, were you pretty much like in the present then as you were think, talking about before, like, Oh, I'm about to die. W were you thinking about the, the spiritual experience that you had happened that you had just had, uh, uh, you know, prior and kind of factoring that into this as like, Oh, that's, that's more evidence that I'm about to, to die. 
Like how, how what was that experience and, and everything that you were going through going well, through at that time physically? That that experience um, did help me a lot um, because I just kept in mind what God had placed in my heart, which was if you keep fighting for your life, I will save it. And so I really was really trying with all I had to remember that. Um, but every now and then when I, when I heard my family being so upset, I mean, I just, you know, I was just like, if this is really, you know, thank you for letting, I, I was saying, God, thank you for letting me, um, letting me live and be able to experience my family, you know, and, and get to see them and hear them and be around them. Um, but also, um, I, uh, I was, uh, scared, still scared that I was going to die because I was not in good shape at all. Yeah. What what did God tell you again before uh, when when you were talking to him before you had gotten into the hospital? He, he said something. Can you remind me what it was? Oh, uh, he said that if you keep fighting for your life, I'll, um, that uh, I'll save it. Wow. Wow. So, what he said to me. Yeah. And so that was really that that was that was really helpful as you were going through this and. Yes. Um, I, I, and again, I just think it's, it's incredible that it, you, you were going through such a difficult time and you expressed before that with God, you, you maybe had some anger before. And when you had reached out to him before in terms of like, you know, why are certain things happening? And then all of a sudden, you know, this incredibly, you know, obviously like life altering potentially, uh, you know, a fatal experience happens and, and, and your tone is completely shifted now to, to one of anger to now you're, you're think you're thinking, you're thinking God. So yeah. I, I, I think that's, I, I think that's uh, just truly remarkable. Thank you. Yeah. And I would like to get my story out there to, to all of the people who were like me and stuff that did not believe. And maybe that um, they will listen to this podcast and that they will be able to understand and take heart and maybe find God in their lives too. Um, and, and now, um, after after this had all happened, uh, I'd like to walk you through um, my my experience in the in the NDE. Please. So, uh, my uh, my surgeries, my back or my ankle surgery happened first because my my ankle had gone for 13, 14 hours without any blood flow, uh, and my ankle uh, today is doing just awesome. Um, wow. A 75% chance that um, the bone that doesn't get a lot of blood flow in, in my ankle may collapse. But um, for now, everything seems awesome, fine. Everything's great in that area. Um, so my ankle surgery went first, and then it was my back surgery. And so um, they did two back surgeries on my back. Um, and I have uh, metal holding me up in my back. I've got two rods, a cage. Um, I've got eight screws in there and, um, I have almost as much in my ankle too, uh, as much metal in there as well. But, um, uh, while I was coming out from the anesthesia on, from them finishing up my back surgeries, um, they had clamped my chest tube, which, um, apparently you're never supposed to do. I, I don't know why that, what that happened or anything. Um, but anyway, it, it did, it, it was ended up, it did end up clamped. And so I had no oxygen, um, to my lungs. And so, um, my heart rate just kept, well, it sped up for a while. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, the flat line hits, um, my mom 
is in there with me. Um, and she is over my body saying, you know, demanding me to breathe, breathe, Ali, breathe, hold on, breathe, Ali, what's happening. Uh, my mom is a, uh, a registered nurse. And so um, she was looking around frantically, you know, at everything and trying to figure out what was wrong. Um, but uh, during this experience, during my mom trying to find out what's happening and stuff um, and uh, nurses coming in and, and the doctors being called, um, my I was having a different experience where my body or my soul had rose out from my body. Wow. And it had rose up uh, to the ceiling and I was looking at my body and my mom and uh, a nurse and um, they were all frantic over my body. And but I, I felt um, I felt a sense of peace. You know, I felt a sense of release as far as like, um, you know, especially like the weight from your body and stuff like just being able to like be free of that, like weight altogether was like very calming. Mm -hmm. And while I was I watched them for just a minute um, and then I went through these uh, colorful tunnels, kind of like a twisty straw, you know, like the inside of a twisty straw or something, um, just really fast, though. Um, and it was bright. I was in the middle. I was just floating in the middle, um, going down these tubes, twisting, winding tubes. Mm -hmm. um, I got to what looked like the end of it, which was a white... Um, uh, it was just what my vision saw was just white. I ran into nothing but white light. And um, when that had faded off, I was in this room um, about 15 by 15 feet, um, like a square room. Um, I call it the waiting room. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was filled with like fog and smoke, it, like stuff, uh, white, white fog and stuff. And um, I had, uh, I had looked down at my body to see my hands and my my feet and my legs and stuff and i could not see my my body at all and so wow. what i felt like was my head was like floating around you know like my brain was floating around per se mm -hmm. uh, and my, the rest of my body just kind of like tapered off um and so um a lot of people what had watched my video on youtube and said like haha we look like sperm when we're <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. I, like, is that really true? It's stuff like that. Well, that's just what I had felt like that I looked like. <laughs> right. And for, and for those, for those of uh, the, the, the viewers and listeners that haven't, haven't seen the video yet, it, it, it almost, it does kind of look like you, how you were describing, like the head seems to be what uh, in the, in your, in your experience in this waiting room, or I guess just in the whole NDE, your oh. head seems to be the most prominent part. And then it's almost like just almost like a, a ghost, ghostly or spiritual wisp of, of body that kind of comes out from underneath the head and kind of disappears. Is that right? Right. Right. Like I wasn't changed at all, you know, as far as like my mind and stuff and how I think and like who mm -hmm. I and stuff, like all of it was still like, you know, intact and stuff, but I just could not see um, anything um, of my body whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. this room though, I, um, I, this door had opened in front of me and three men came out one in front and two in the back. And, um, they were walking real slow and I was scared. You know, I was thinking, Oh gosh, is this it? You know, is this it? Is this, you know, is this, uh, my, like my judgment or something like, what is this? Um, and, uh, so I had 
uh, scooch myself in this corner as much as possible. And uh, just, just fearing for my life. Cause I really had fought for so long and for so hard that I did not, um, I didn't want to lose it in the first place. And that's why I was really scared. Um, because I, I, I did th think at that moment that this was it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they looked amongst each other. Uh, they did not talk to me, but they were talking to each other. And I heard them say that, um, uh, she's, she's not ready. Mm. And do you, do you recall at all? Like what, what they look like underneath the, the, the robes? No, I don't. Um, and the fog and the mist and stuff was just so thick and dense, like a cloud, mm -hmm. like we were in a cloud or something that, um, I did not see their faces. All I saw were their hands and they looked human. They mm -hmm. looked to me that they were a little brighter. There was, there was a light coming through them. Mm -hmm. uh, robes that they had on were uh, green and burgundy colored, um, with like gold embroidered, um, on the, on the edges and stuff. Mm, wow. Wow. Uh, and, and so they say that you're, you're not ready. Yes. Wow. Well, and, and what happened next? So that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure at this point, my goodness, I, I don't know. I don't know what else could possibly happen. Right. What's next? And yeah. Um, I, uh, I, there was a bright light in front of my eyes again. Uh, there's just a white light that filled up my whole, the whole space. And I was transported into these uh, colorful tunnels again, uh, really just going really fast and seeing all types of like bright, bright colors. And um, I get to the end again and it turns white again. And once the white fades off, I'm looking, I'm on a hilltop and I'm overlooking some uh, wheat fields and cornfields and with a valley right in the middle. And, um, it, it was just beautiful, you know, and that's just what I was thinking. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I, I had already kind of felt this, this like little, you know, peace from all the weight of my body being, uh, gone that, and then I was looking around and I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is awesome. I'm seeing like, I mean, they were gold fields too. I mean, when I say gold, like, um, you would think that they had the sun in them, you know, I mean, wow. they were bright, they were bright and, and they were gold. Um, and the wind was blowing them and stuff. The, um, there were workers out there. I looked at a, um, I looked at a worker and she, um, it was a woman. She had a, uh, wraparound skirt on with a, uh, tube top, uh, loose tube top that was tucked into her skirt and she had a basket on her head and she was singing while she was picking these, these corn, uh, and wheat, uh, together in her basket. Wow. That, that's, that's absolutely incredible. And I, I, when, when I first heard the video, I was wondering, did these people have like physical bodies, but when you're describing it now, it sounds like they did, right? Right. They did. Um, they did, but, it, uh, it looked more like glowing. It, was more glowing huh. and I could hear children in the background playing and, and laughing. Wow. Um, and all of a sudden I, I just look, I keep looking over and there's Jesus on my side. Wow. And I did not have the nerve to look him in the face. Um, but I, I did look from about his, um, below his shoulders and down and, um, he had a white robe on, 
and um, he did have sandals on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, he did not speak to me, but he spoke to me um, more, say, um, oh, I, I don't know the word for it. He spoke without speaking through his mouth his, to me. And mm-hmm. he, he was overall saying, um, look. And so I looked again and it was just amazing. You know, all, that all I was seeing, I was just like, this is so beautiful. I will never forget that at all, what it looked like and what that felt like. Um, and um, he, he put his hand out like this and pretty much saying, behold, you know, like this mm-hmm. little glimpse of, of heaven right here. Um, and then uh, after that had happened, I, um, I started going through these tubes again real fast and everything. Um, and I, my soul had come back into the operator, uh, um, into the, uh, um, the waiting room at the mm-hmm. hospital, um, which were just like curtains around me, you know, trying to wake up from anesthesia and stuff. And, and I did not know what it was happening, but anyway, um, it was then that my mom had noticed that they had clamped my chest tube and she, um, she immediately just removed it and, um, uh, 2000 cc's just rushed back into my lungs and, wow. uh, there I was again, I woke up as a human again with this weight back on me, you know, like in the physical world. Um, and, um, to, so ever since then, you know, um, I, I didn't tell, uh, people for quite a while, you know, I mean, um, I, uh, I, I didn't really feel like telling uh, friends or family, you know, because I, I didn't have anybody who um, in my life back then that really believed in Jesus or God or anything like that. And so um, I, I did keep it to myself for quite a while um, just because I didn't want people like saying, you know, oh, you didn't see heaven. Ha ha. That, that mm-hmm. was probably just the drugs and things like that, you know. But no, I, I, I believe it is real because I remember every detail to this day. It, it still feels like yesterday. And I was 23 at the time and I I'm 32 now and it has not gone away at all. Wow. And I know like I've, I've heard before too, when, when other people have had these types of encounters, it's almost like the, the experience itself is more lifelike than, than life. Would, would that be a, an accurate way to describe yours? Yeah. Yeah, it would definitely would. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah, and I was also going to say too, like in terms of just like the, this, I know this, this may seem like a little random, but like in terms of how you were going through the experience itself, like, through, you know, going from like the, the tunnel to the waiting room to um, seeing Jesus in the field, did you feel like you had much like, um, like uh control over where it was that you were going or did you feel pretty guided no it was all guided definitely i mean uh-huh. i don't have any control over um over anything um i was just i went through that because god you know that i think that's the way that we we get to god I believe. yeah yeah i it, it, i was just wondering it's just kind of a side a side question just because all this stuff is so fascinating to me so i it just had popped up when you when you were uh, explaining your story yeah um, question if i didn't you're you're more than welcome to ask again <laughs> oh yeah no you know you're fine um 
And you, you kind of touched on it a little bit there, uh, in, in terms of, uh, what you, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what you would tell to somebody that, that would be kind of a skeptic of, of near death experiences. And, and for you, this is just, it sounds like you, you, you know, you know what, you know, you have this experience and there's, and if people don't believe you, then that's just kind of the way it is. Right. Yes. Well, because, because I didn't know anything about the Bible or anything or what happens to your soul and stuff like that. I mean, I just kind of left that out in the air. Yeah. So really, um, uh, because I haven't been able to forget it or anything and it did change my life that I, I really, um, want to get it out there and speak to people, um, especially who don't uh, believe or don't know what to believe, you know, and, and yeah. I would say, don't go off of what your friends say, you know, uh, or believe or whatever. Um, in this lifetime, I believe that, um, you know, God is, um, the all, all in all, he is the, I am of this world. He is the creator of this world. Um, and, and I know that's, that's really not what people want to hear. They want to hear something that they have, um, they, that they have worked up, uh, in their heads to be like, oh, well, maybe, um, maybe we live and we, we just die and that's all. But I want to save people from going to hell because if I would have died that day, that night without repenting and without talking to God, I would be in hell right now as we speak and, and in, in eternal torment. Um, the devil puts lots of, uh, temptation in our way as, as physical beings. Um, he puts, uh, things out there, um, just to lure you into him. He makes you think that you can have your own heaven, uh, when you die, like you can have, or that you could have, like, um, he could even make you believe that you have like a kingdom waiting for you in hell. But that is, that is just a lure to get you in hell because the devil hates humans. The devil hates us because he hates God so much. Um, and that, um, I, I've got a couple of, of scriptures and stuff, if you don't mind me reading and getting out there, because, you know, a lot of things like this are, are so um, on edge for others. And that, you know, and if you're, if you're still on here, staying tuned and listening, thank you very much. Thank you for keeping an open mind about all of this. Um, but yeah, I would just like to read just a little scripture yeah, yeah, please. And, and real quick, before you do that, I just want, I had one question as it relates to what you were saying, because I really appreciate that you said that because, um, you know, as, as we're both believers in Jesus and God and the word of God, we, we both know that there are, you know, there are other people that may have had different types of supernatural experience or even near death experiences that may have come away with different types of beliefs. And, and I, and, uh, I, I just want to talk about that real quick because you, you came into this experience as somebody that had spiritual beliefs, but this transformed you to develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I wonder how, how for you then, was it, was it ever an option for you to still consider holding on to your, your other beliefs and, and uh, trying to develop that relationship? Or was it pretty immediate then that you you said, no, I, I have found that I have found the truth. Well, it was very telling um, that when I was when I was fighting for so long and when I had woke up and I was still living and breathing, you know, I just I thanked God. I thanked him so very much. And I um, I just really. Um, oh, gosh, to answer your question, um, 
I, I did, you know, it took some learning for me to mm -hmm. like get, get closer and closer to God. And that's really what all of us do And the Bible. Mm -hmm. is um, a long book. It is just one book, but it has like 44 books in it, you know? And so, um, or, or it, I think it's 44, but, um, mm -hmm you know, it's pretty difficult to understand. But at that point, I just knew that um, I did not want to, uh, um, I did not want to do anything that was not of him. You know, yeah. I, I want, wanted to just thank him for saving my life so much. Yeah. Uh, I think that this experience and this NDE was meant to for for others, and it was meant to tell this story, um, you know, and give inspiration to others that um, you know, uh, you, you can, you're free in this world and that's how God wanted us to be. He, he wanted us to think for ourselves, but we were also put here to glorify God. And, right. and so that's what I am here to do and, to yeah. and, and, and give a message for everyone that is, um, going through hard times even, or just going through similar experiences, um, you know, I, uh, um, I would, um, since, you know, since I was so far from God at that time, um, I know how stubborn that, you know, it can be, it can get like, you know, if somebody, um, you know, believes what they believe, so, you know, is in their hearts, but, uh, uh, there, there is a verse and I think I have it wrote down. Let's see. Um, you know what? What's important, though, um, you know, there there's a lot of facts that go with the Bible. Um, you know, it's not just a storybook and it's not just something that's like, um, you know, has a lot of bad things in it and has some good in it that. Uh, and that's it. Like, you know, little bitty things can teach us a lot and go a long way in our lives. Um, there are, um, I wrote down this morning that there are 106 people that, uh, that die per minute here. On wow. Earth. Wow. Um, that's per minute that makes 600 and, uh, well around 6,400,000 people die per hour on this earth. And, um, and that makes for 153,000 people die per day on this earth. And so, I mean, it's important to know God. And I believe that fully, um, it, it's important to repent. It, right. oh, if I hadn't repented of this, um, I, I wouldn't be here. Um, yeah. And I don't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to say real quick, that's, I really agree with what you're saying right there. I think that's a key component was the fact that you, you repented during your experience. And I think that there are, you know, other people, and I'm not trying to speak ill of anyone else, but there are, I, I, I just from my take, my takeaway from, from seeing other experience or hearing them is that there, there are a lot of people out there that want to have the experience for the sake of having the experience, but it sounds like something in you really changed in that moment. And, and, a, and a lot of it came down to that repentance that you had and, and giving your life over to God. And as you said before, it, this isn't a, about you as, as much as, as it is about glorifying God. And I think that because of that, you have that mentality. I think that that is, is what makes your, uh, 
your story so so unique and 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 really helped it sounds like shape your your relationship then with Jesus because you had that you, you gave up that that prideful aspect of yourself that every you 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 knew it all and you allowed yourself to come into repentance with God and I think that again I just I just really want to highlight that because I think that's so important. Thank you. I I would definitely agree. Um the the people who have had NDEs before um come back uh, just a little different of a person they're you know mm -hmm. they they want to exude more love and they want to exude more care for the for our world that we live in and that's awesome but i i just want to remind people who have had ndes also um that god gave you that vision you mm -hmm. know that was god speaking to you that was him showing you something to glorify him i i fully believe that um i i will not uh break that down for for any, um, for anyone, you know, I mean, uh, he, he, you know, Jesus does exude love. He does exude care, uh, in all things that he does. He gives us more chances than we ever, ever deserve because he cares for us. He lived and he died for, for our sins. You know, the wages of sin are death is death. He says, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for answering that question. I, I just found it to, to, to be really important. And, uh, I think a lot of people resonate with what you had to share. So, um, yeah, if you, if, if you would like to go ahead and share some of those verses with us, I, I would love that. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Thank you very much. Yeah. So the Bible says that no one gets, uh, Jesus is speaking here. Um, the, uh, like I said, the only way I've said it before, but the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, no one gets, this is Jesus talking. He says, no one gets to my father without going through me first. Mm -hmm. and that's very important to know. Um, uh, with our prophetic, prophetic visions, uh, people can run wild, but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. That is directly from the Bible right there, that line that I just said. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Jesus and God do not give you tell you what you want to hear, but they do tell you the truth. Um, and let's see here. I am going to flip back over here real fast and read. Okay, so th this is what I have walked away with through my NDE, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 35 through 58. It says, but someone will ask, how did the dead come to life? With what kind of body will they come back? The Lord And the Lord answered and said, you fool, the seed you plant, whether it's wheat or of something else, is only a seed. It doesn't have a form uh, that the plant will have until God gives the plant its form that it will have. Mm -hmm. So, so while you're in your mother's womb, God is working on you. That, that is, that is teached in Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, also, um, each kind of seed grows into its own form. So, um, each human or each fish or each, uh, bird, we're not the same. We're, we're all individuals. Uh, it says in the Bible, and uh, we have uh, um, we have heavenly bodies. Well, we we have the physical bodies, 
and we have heavenly bodies, spiritual bodies, the, the Lord says. Um, and he says, even one star differs from another. So when the body is planted, when the body has died um, and it is planted, it doesn't have a, uh, any splendor and is weak. The body, the physical is weak. Um, but when it comes back to life through, through God, it has splendor and is strong. So, um, uh, and it also goes on to explain that God, um, once, once our physical bodies have deceased, then we, uh, we are judged by God deemed whether to be in hell or heaven. And if we go to heaven, then God creates a, a new body, a changed body that we will have in heaven. It says the Bible says this. And um, he goes on explaining that the first Adam was from the dust of the earth, was made from the dust of the earth. The second man came from heaven. Uh, the people on earth are made of dust of the earth, the, but the people in heaven are like the man who came from heaven. So when, when Jesus died, he ascended. Uh, he, he actually descended into hell. He defeated hell. He went to back up to heaven and he came back down to earth to tell uh, his people that um, he is he is in heaven that to confirm that he he went in front of um, uh, more than 500 people in the spirit uh, in the in spirit in front of them to tell them this um, and so he says brothers and sisters flesh and blood cannot inherit God's kingdom for what decays cannot inherit what does not decay. So we, we've got to be, when we die, we've got to be changed over into a, into a spiritual being. So uh, the, the mortal body that decays must be changed. Then the teachings of the scripture can come true. So when you die, it will be confirmed by every mouth that God and Jesus are are real and they are our lords um when we die um and it will come true it says uh, death is turned into victory through jesus christ um in the bible it says um as we're talking about um the spiritual and in the physical world the bible says i i'm telling you a mystery so he's actually like, you know, what's what's such a mystery for us? We've we've all been there. We've all wondered like, what's going to happen to us when we die? You know, what are we going to be? What are we going to be like? Are we going to be this like angel? Are we going to be this, um, you know, Lord of something or other? You know, and do do whatever we wish. Um, but uh, God is actually telling us the answer to this mystery in the Bible. It says, "I'm telling you a mystery." Not all will die, but will be changed. So the ones who are going to heaven, the ones who believe in Jesus Christ, they will be changed and will not die. They will have eternal life. And um, I'll read that again. I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm telling you a mystery because it's a mystery to us all, right? Mm -hmm. Not all will die, but will be changed. So, um, but, but whoever is going to to hell 
they will have a spirit or they will have a physical body. They will go in the depths of hell uh, in the center of our earth where Satan is and they will be in eternal torment. And so I want to save, uh, I want to save people from, from going to hell. Anyone that I can reach out there, I do not want you to go to hell. I, I care about you tremendously and, and want to avoid this at, at any cost. Yeah, well, thank you, thank thank you so much for sharing that with us. I think that you, the 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 scriptures that you chose were beautiful because I think they were very well rounded and uh, kind of gave us a glimpse as to as to where we come from and and where we go. And I also think that um, you you provided scriptures. I think that maybe a lot of people that don't already have a relationship with, with Jesus maybe they don't necessarily think so much about when they think about the Bible. So right. um, I think that you, you, you picked some, some really, some really uh, uh, important scriptures. I think that will resonate with a lot of people. And I also think it's interesting because the, the, the scriptures that you read reminded, reminded me that a lot of, you know, what is going on in, in scripture I, I, is really overlapping with, a, with a lot of like, these, these spiritual experiences that people are having, like these near-death experiences. And I think that people, when they, again, a lot of, especially unbelievers, when they think about the Bible, they don't so, they don't so much maybe fo- focus on the spiritual aspects of it, but maybe on the, on, on the, on some of the, the quote laws that, that they've heard about that they, that they don't agree with. So I just, right. again, I really appreciate your, your, the scriptures that you chose. I think they're very, very well-rounded. And, and I, th- I think that they uh, touch on things that we don't always think about. Right. Thank you. And I want to remind people that um, when you do read the Bible and it says something that's offensive to you, take it it with an open heart and an open mind uh, because it's trying to teach you something. If if there's something in the Bible that you don't agree with, uh, maybe maybe you need to go back and just think about it and and not say, oh, I'm going to give up on the Bible. I'm you know, I don't agree with that. So you know, see you later, you know, please don't do that. Please, please just keep that in mind, read the scripture and, and see, you know, what it's saying and really just let it speak to you. Let it resonate for just a little bit before making uh, the mistake of turning away from the Bible. Yeah. Really well said. Um, you know, your, your, your overall experience in your story reminds me a lot of, of people, especially in the New Testament, that had um, encounters with Jesus who maybe had, had lived their, their life one way uh, before their encounter. And then when they called out to him or they had uh, you know an interaction with him, a lot of times that resulted in some kind of uh, miraculous uh, experience or, or a miracle happening. Yeah. And then from there, that person's life uh, you know, changed, changed forever. And uh, I, I just think it'd be interesting to hear since, since uh, your experience, how, how has obviously become a Christian, but how has your life changed for, for you? Well, my life has gradually changed. This isn't something that just happens overnight. You know, I did make the decision to follow God and follow Jesus, but it did take me a while to grasp the concept and, and actually like tell myself, okay, you know, or, or be ready to read the Bible and what it says, because really, I mean, you look at the Bible and you, you open it up and there's so many pages and so many words and you're like, you know, vowels and these and stuff like that. And you get confused and you can't read it alone. Um, and, and, uh, it, it's taken me a while. I have found my church family now, which I lead worship for. 
Um, but um, I know that, well, so like when you, when you are like that and when you're overwhelmed or you just don't know where to start with the Bible or anything like that, um, I mean, you, you just, uh, just go to church and keep reading and stuff. There are apps out there that can help you. Um, that if you're like focused on some type of word or anything, there is the Holy, Holy Bible app that you can download and you can look up like um, one words per se, you know, read the Bible that way. Um, the Bible is not something that um, you can, um, you need to read from like be the beginning to the end. You can switch around in the Bible. You can just um, go from here to there and stuff, or just like I said, look up something that you're interested in and what it says about it on an app for you. And uh, just, you know, just uh, please just keep, keep an open mind. And, and if you run into something that, that just doesn't seem right or feel right in your heart, just please just sit on it for a while and, and really see what, how it speaks to you then. Um, and uh, what what else did you ask me? I'm so sorry. Oh no, that that was pretty much it. I just wanted to see uh, how how your life had changed, and you had, you had mentioned that it it was a difficult experience for you at first, and and very understandably so. I think it can can be painful at first, especially in, in any kind of a uh, change that you're making a lot you know a lot of different changes to your life and your worldview. I think that's painful, but it sounds like now. Uh, it, it sounds like you being able to push through all of that has has been incredibly rewarding for you. Is that right? It definitely has. It's definitely released me from all of this uh, turmoil that I was living in here on earth. You know, um, mm -hmm. if, if I was offended or if I was hurt or or anything like that, I would let it affect my life in a negative way. But now after uh, knowing Jesus and knowing what he can provide for me and actually witnessing that myself, um, I have been able to defeat all of those uh, negative things that I had in my life and not let them shape my life because I myself and, and Jesus and God shaped my life and not anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. And, and I also, again, I appreciate your, uh, discussing on how, how it can be difficult to read the Bible, but to keep going. And like you said, it's, it's, uh, there's a variety of different books in the Bible. I I've, I've heard this term, used before and I agree that it's almost like it's not a book it's almost like a library because you have so many different you have like a you know a book all about proverbs you have a you know obviously the gospels which is the story of Jesus you have the creation of of the earth and uh, so there's so many different types of uh, uh of of material and text in the, in the book that if something isn't maybe resonating with you as much it, there's so much there's so much there to to maybe take a look at uh and, and kind of pick and choose from that um, I think that if you get stuck there, you, you'll find something that resonates with you. And I think if you have any any inclination, I think for for really wanting to understand the the truth, and 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 you have all these questions, especially as they relate to the supernatural and and paranormal, and why why it is that we're here, and and you really truly in in, in the bottom of your heart want to to know those answers, why we're here, what happens to us after we die, then um, there's there's nothing that's going to satisfy that that thirst as, as much as the Bible and through, and then by way of that, a relationship with God and, and Jesus. So, um, just, just, uh, I, your, your answer really resonated with me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I understand as well, uh, in addition to, uh, what we've talked about today, you, you're all, you also have a background in music. Yes, I do. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been singing since I was nine years old. I was um, very influenced at the age of seven uh, by Bonnie Raitt, um, which illustrates my age, but oh well. Um, and I loved, I loved the blues and I loved uh, Tanya Tucker and, and country artists too. So I was really inspired by those. Um, at the time I was in uh, beauty pageants. Uh, my, my grandma had uh, really encouraged me to do beauty pageants and it was something that I enjoyed. And so we went and I had to have a talent and what I chose to do was sing. And since then I was nine years old, I've been singing. I, I got started in Opry's around Oklahoma and Texas, and then it spread out and I got involved with the Wounded Warriors. Um, and we went to, uh, we took like two trips to Washington, two trips to New York. Um, we uh, raised money for the firefighters after 9-11. Um, I've just had a really rewarding experience. Um, I, I went to um, uh, uh, Branson and worked mm -hmm. there at the Magnificent Seven show for a while and uh, we had uh, 21 costume changes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and uh, it was it was a great show and everything, but I still wanted to come back here to Oklahoma and write my own songs and uh, see where that led me. And I have developed a country band, which um, our name is the Allison Arms Band. Mm -hmm. And um, I am also uh, working on uh, another band that's uh, we're thinking the name's going to be called Moment of Grace, which hmm. I know of Grace is out there, but um, not a musical band anymore. And so what we're thinking is, is we're going to start that up and, and uh, uh, get my original songs out there. I have been songwriting like crazy, and I think God has put it in me to write songs um, because I, they just they're just pouring out of me. I have wrote since since last year. I have wrote 22 uh, Christian songs. Wow. And I just cannot wait to get these out, to get them out to others, uh, to encourage others in the Lord, um, to um, just really, um, gosh, just just get them out there. Because I believe that uh, God has had a hand in it. I've been writing like crazy. My hand cannot go fast enough. Um, and what else was I going to tell you? Well, and I know you also have a, an album that came out recently, right? Oh, uh, yes, we do have an album. Me and my country band do uh -huh. are the Allison Arms Band. Um, if you look up iTunes and Allison Arms, uh, go to the album called uh, Back for More. It's called Back for More. Mm -hmm. It's a fun country album, uh, kind of rock and roll a little bit in there also. So, uh but anyway, these these gospel songs, the Christian songs that I'm writing, um, I we just need to get them row or get get them uh, uh, get the music back behind them, and get in the studio, and uh, so we can get them out. But studio time costs quite a bit, so um, mm -hmm. we're saving up for that. Mm. That's that's really exciting, um, and uh, I wanted to for those of you that are listening. Um, I have on the screen here right now. You can you can find uh, Allison's band on Facebook at Allison Arms Band. There, you just just go ahead and type that in on Facebook. And uh, she also has a website, uh, just Allison Arms, her name. Uh, so it's A L L I S O N A R M S dot com. Um, so AllisonArms.com. and uh, also has an Instagram. And the same thing, just her name at Allison Arms. 
And um, you can also find on YouTube, if you type in her name, uh, the near-death experience original testimony video that uh, that we referenced a few times today. And I really implore everyone to go check that out and and share that because it's 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 incredibly powerful and uh, it's 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 really quick. Uh, it's just a few it's just a few minutes, but uh, again, just I, I implore you to check that out and share that and, and uh, just get the word out. And uh, I know that I and, and Allison really appreciate that. Is is there anything else uh, that you would like to share with us as it relates to the to to the experience or or your music? Well, oh gosh, um, I I think I think that's about it. Well, I I think that you you shared a lot with us, and I and I uh, it was a lot of uh, I think information that again I think is going to help out a lot of people, and and I can really tell. Allison, that God is, is, is working through you. And I can tell that, yeah, you, your heart is, is, uh, being molded by God. And, and, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people will be able to, to understand that as well as they watch or listen to what you had to share with us today. So I think many people are, are going to, uh, look forward to those songs that you have coming out because, um, there's no doubt in my mind that you're, you're being, uh, shaped by God in, in this capacity. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. So much. Thanks for your platform. Well, that's the show this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, wherever you're tuning in, whether that be on a podcast app or on YouTube, I really appreciate it. Again, just want to remind you to please rate and subscribe to us. That's really helpful for us getting our name out there. And I also want to remind you to please uh, submit your story to us at spirit answers podcast at gmail.com your near-death experience, your miracle healing, your supernatural encounter, your testimony, New Age of Christianity testimony, uh, whatever it was that led you to God or strengthened your faith in God, excuse me, faith in God, uh, please send that our way and we will do what we can to either get you a video uh, episode or if you prefer audio only, uh, we have that option as well if you don't want to be on video. Um, so thank you for doing that. And I want to ask you to, I haven't asked you for a while to submit your prayer request uh, to me or to the Facebook group, uh, Spirit Answers. We would love to pray for you over there. And uh, that's another reminder. We have a uh, Facebook group just called Spirit Answers. We're slowly uh, but surely growing over there and we would love to have you. Um, over there you can find a, a preview of this week's upcoming episode and uh, just other discussions as it relates to that particular week's episode or that topic. Um, I also just want to ask you if you found this at all helpful, please share it with someone. Uh, we don't have the big marketing budgets that other podcasts might have, so really word of mouth is how we're going to uh, get ourselves out there and get our name out there. So that is really helpful for us if you can share this with someone that you know, particularly someone who you think is looking for truth, looking for answers uh, as to why we're here and what happens to us when we die. And I always, um, or almost always, like to give people an opportunity, if that's you, to um, ask God into your life. And I know that that sounds crazy. It, so it kind of sounds way over the top. But if you would please just ask God to reveal himself to you by way of prayer, and that could be out loud, it can be in your head, whatever makes the most sense to you, just ask him to reveal himself to you. And I would ask that you would do this over a period of time, and I really believe that you are going to be pleased with the result. I think that he is going to reveal himself to you, and it's going to be personable. It's going to be personal, and it's going to be in a, a way that is uh, best fitted for who you are. Um, and if you would do that over a period of time and not give up 
Um, I would love to hear how that goes. And uh, I know that God loves you and he wants to be in your life. He wants to have that relationship with you. Um, Again, I know it sounds crazy, especially for people like who I used to be, someone who was very skeptical of all this. Um, But I would just implore you, if you take anything away from this, to to give that a shot. I would really appreciate that. Um, So again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, It means the world to me that you're taking the time out of your busy life to listen. And uh, I hope that you found it to be a good episode this week. And I will see you next week. Have a great week.